imagine a disoriented candidate just outside the lodge door, waiting patiently to gain admittance to the oldest and most prestigious fraternal organization in the world. And upon receiving a favorable answer, is faced with this. Today on the Winding Stairs Freemasonry Podcast, Masonic Ritual Music. Welcome to another episode of the Winding Stairs Freemasonry Podcast. I'm your host, Juan Sepulveda. Today's episode features a conversation I had with Worshipful Brother Josker Porsky, past master of Hibiscus Lodge number 275, Free and Accepted Masons of the State of Florida. Brother Josker is a pianist and the composer of the dramatic piece of music you just heard. It is titled, Who Comes Here? And is one of the pieces he wrote for his album titled, Masonic Avant-Garde. It follows in the long-standing tradition of previous Masonic musicians, like the Finnish composer Jean Sibelius, who as members of the order, wrote music for the purpose of enhancing the initiatic experience. Without further delay, I present you my conversation with Brother Josker Porsky on the winding stairs. Brother Josker, thank you so much for being with me here today. Thank you for having me. I am very excited about this, and I'll explain how in the world I found you. Okay. I haven't told you this yet <laughs> because I wanted to uh, share this in person. I was at home, I was cleaning dishes, do my thing, and I had recently watched the documentary on Netflix called Inside Freemasonry. And there is a, there's a song at the end called Samo to Be. Somo did be, Somo did be. Shout out to all my brothers through Freemasonry. Let's meet on the level. I earned three degrees. Had to kill me because they couldn't get my secrets from me. Somo did be, Somo did be. Shout out to all my brothers through. And I didn't know who sang it. I didn't know much about it. But I, I have a, an Amazon Echo. And I said, Alexa, play Somo did be in Amazon Music or something like that. And then your song came up. And I'm like, this is definitely not it. And I'm like, <laughs> I look and I'm like, it is called Samo to Be. And I'm like, I start getting into it. I'm like, wow, this is very good. And I start listening and I'm like, like this has to be some conspiracy theories that, you know, just, uh, oh, let me just put together something that I read about. And then I opened the album and I start seeing all the titles of the pieces. And I thought, oh my God, this is probably a legitimate brother. So I finished doing what I was doing and I start looking for information and I found you on either Instagram or Twitter, one of the two. And I'm like, let me first ask, are you a brother? <laughs> and to my surprise, a couple of days later, you responded. And, and I was very happy about it because as I listened, I was attributing some real Masonic things to what I was listening. 
so I really appreciate you being here with me. It's wow, that's, it, that's it's, it's very serendipitous <laughs> and exciting that you know. Yeah, it's that's that's really amazing to hear. <laughs> <laughs> so it was fun. I, I thought, wow, what are the chances? And of course, another coincidence is that shortly after your reply, you were going to be in my neighborhood pretty much. Yeah. You know, like a week from then. So like, here we are. One of oh. the very few face-to-face -face interviews of the winding stairs. <laughs> it, 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 it was meant to be. <laughs> yep. So I wanted to start by asking you about where you are today as a musician. Um, you are, let us know a little bit more about how you got to where you are as a musician today as a musician wow um where do i start i mean i've been i've been playing since i was five and i've taken continuous private lessons throughout my whole life i've had private tutors i've performed at different recitals at different um <coughs> different concerts and and orchestras and such but my real passion had always been writing and composing mm. and that's that's really where my passion really lies being able to project what i feel onto music and that's what i still try to do to where i am now nice and how does that look for you as an artist i'm very curious about the studio time uh is composing something that is part of you on a daily basis or do you sit down ever so often how does that look for you a lot of the times when I do sit down, something just falls right there on the piano and, and it just, it just, it can take me hours. Other times, um, I could be just on my day just doing my own thing and then a melody comes up and then I have to write it down, jot it down or, or then go back and work on it. So it, it, it really varies. There's not really just that one time, but then when I, once when I get that big inspiration, I can't stop. How often would you say you sit at the piano? Oh my gosh, I mean, not as often as I should, but okay. then again, you know, it, it, it varies from time to time because providing on what I'm writing, I can get something very quickly and it could just take an hour. Other times it could take a whole night. I tend to work better at night than I do. So, I mean, it can range between an hour to even four hours. It, it w there's a parallel between how we work there. Mm -hmm. um, I do better work at night. Those last hours of the day, like at 11 o'clock, it's not unusual that I sit before my canvas and I start doing my thing mm -hmm. and I can be there for hours. Yeah. Um, but don't feel bad when you say that you don't sit at the piano as often as you should <laughs> because that's the, story of, that's the story of my life. And there's, there's, I'm in a moment in my career mm -hmm. where I'm forcing myself to spend more time yes. at the easel mm -hmm. uh, especially i'm a slow painter i, I i'm very meticulous very i, I take my time mm -hmm. so for for a year to go by and me having produced only you know 10 pieces is not unusual mm -hmm. but it shouldn't be the case for me i right. i feel like i do need to have uh more productivity and I came across a quote, and I think it was from Picasso, where he said, um, inspiration doesn't always visit me, but it always finds me working. Mm -hmm. something, it's something along those lines. And I identified a lot with that. I said, you know what? 
what if I'm inspired, but I'm not sitting there giving it a chance to you know right. flow through me? So I, I'm pushing myself a little bit more. Mm-hmm. So I think we go through ebbs and flows. Of course, in you know artistic productivity. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, now the album that I discovered on my serendipitous uh, <laughs> dish session. All the titles were pertinent to the three degrees in, in masonry. Yes. And can you give me an idea on how that collection of, of songs materialized? Sure. It's, it's interesting because before I had not intended to pursue it just like that. When I first started my Masonic journey, I had become a Master Mason, I think, back in... I want to say it was 2011 and it was I think just a few days after my birthday um, my 21st birthday and once I became a master mason I wanted to be uh, proactive in the lodge I wanted to definitely give back and to keep things going and to really participate and I had found out wow you can be a musician in the lodge how great I was a musician I was a sister musician <laughs> So, okay, that's fine, you know, but I still want to be active and uh, I still, I showed up to a lot of the practice nights for the degrees and everything. And one evening, uh, the brother who was the musician actually did not show up to practice that one time. I said, you know, there's a piece of music that I feel would fit the degrees or should. And this was at the time where I was still practicing other artists compositions I wasn't really writing as much as I should have and um, when I came into the lodge I thought there would have been at least maybe something printed for for sheet music for like Masonic music to play in lodge I never found anything like that Hmm. and the musician that was there was just improvising and I felt there should have been something more concrete Hmm. something that at least can represent the degrees. So I remember playing a piece that my mother had enjoyed a lot, which was called Studying D Minor. And it had a lot of heavy chords in it. And we did that when we were practicing the Master Mason degree. And a bunch of the worshipful masters at the time, I think it must have been at least two or three, they come they they were talking amongst each other and then I saw them come up to me and says, That fits so great. Can you play that? I said, You know, it doesn't totally fit. You know what? Why don't I just write you guys one instead? Oh wow. And that's how it how it began. And the the piece that you found just so what it be was the first piece I wrote for the lodge. Oh how cool is that? So, and, and it was an ongoing process because I, at the time, I didn't have uh, the iPad to, to write anything. So I was handwriting everything. I would take my, my notepad for the sheet music and everything. I would take it to Lodge and as I was playing, either during practice or during the degrees, I would be writing, trying to scratch off or put something else in. So it was going as we were practicing the degrees. That is so cool. So I, eventually... As I started writing this, I thought, well, there's a part in the lodge where it feels like it stops and then it keeps going in the degrees. And that's, I think, part of the first section, at least, where there's that moment where we just do pause or whatever and then we then we keep going. So, like, you know, I know there's two sections, but really there's three. There's before the candidates reach this part, 
there's after, and then there's the second section. So there's actually three pieces. You know, instead of this one, I'm going to cut it into threes like this. And it just grew like that. And they, the brothers enjoyed it so much, they wanted me to, to come back for the, the entered apprentice degree and the fellow craft degree. I said, you know, what I wrote fits really well with Master Mason. Let me write something else for EA. And then let me write something else for fellow craft. So then that's how it just started to grow. Nice. So that's really cool. Yes. Now that sound though, I think that's going to show up. And if you can hear that sound in the middle of the conversation for the brothers listening, that we're in a hotel and that's, <laughs> that's the, that's the uh, what is that, the Bellman's uh, truck. Your editing of your composition as you go to practice and you, as you're going to lodge, that I think that's really cool because there is that personal experience. It's not someone sitting in isolation in a room like writing something for the degrees. Like you're actually tailor making mm -hmm. this piece to fit the experience. Absolutely, and and it's I, keep in mind at the time I was fresh, a, a newly raised master mason, and I didn't know the degree like the back of my hand. I had just gone through it. My father's also a master mason. He had been in it longer than I was. And he had his catechism booklet. He, maybe not down to the T, but he knew the degree. So if there was a time I couldn't be at lodge, then at night when my dad had time, he would be reading it to me. And we'd try to imagine mm. as we were going through lodge, he would be reading this part of the section of the degree. And I would try to write along with it. Oh, wow. And it, it was, I, I, I owe a lot to him when, when it came to, to really writing that. Is your father a musician as well? He used to be. He, okay. he was a French horn player and he had played a little bit of piano, but he he's, he's doesn't do okay. a lot of that now. But at least he had the language. Oh yes, absolutely. He knows, he knows a lot of the, the, the music theory and everything. He, he, it's, I could talk to him a lot about, about certain themes or what I should do here or there, the timing and things like that, and maybe the rhythm here, how it should be. So I, I could really consult with him a lot, but, but overall he just let me do my own thing. That's, <laughs> That's a great going. privilege that yes. you're able to communicate with your father in that level, not just on the um, paternal filial relation, but also mm -hmm. as a musician, like you yeah. both. and there's a level of you know your brothers yeah that that is so cool mm -hmm. now there when we study the liberal arts and sciences or mm -hmm. at least when we address them in, in masonry music is the most developed is the highest expression of the liberal arts and sciences yes yet in the lodge experience is one of the least employed when it comes to creating the environment for for the candidate and for and for the members of the lodge at least in i, I want to say the majority of lodges and of course the sample of lodges that i've visited is minuscule in comparison to the number of lodges in in, in the country but it's a good indicator of what's happening in, in the rest of the country what would you say is something that brothers and lodges and lodge officers can do in order to incorporate a little bit more of that uh, liberal art into the Masonic experience? Oh wow, that's a tough one. 
<laughs> no pressure. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Fix it. <laughs> I mean, it's something that I think they should definitely take a closer look at um, with enhancing the degrees. Because you're you're right. Because I've I've gone to to other lodges and and I've seen how that is a major part. And yet we we don't consider it as much as we should. Um, and it's it's amazing how we've had brothers travel to our lodge and hear that music there and it just leaves a lasting impression where you just want to keep coming back and it's it's something that may seem minor to a lot of brothers because it's it's the, the main focus is really just the degrees and nothing else but it just enhances so much more um, Definitely, we've got to consider having musicians in the lodge, <laughs> you know. Now, how would you feel, though, if a lodge, let's say a lodge because of the geographical location mm -hmm. or the composition of the members, yeah. they don't have access to a musician that is um, yeah. skilled enough to work as a musician and not interfere mm -hmm. in the the harmony of the lodge because right. there's there's a big difference between an amateur musician and someone who actually knows who can really enhance the situation and that was part of uh, 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 that was a reason I really wanted to record the music as well the the music may not go exactly down to the T of how we go through the degrees because that's why it's even better to to actually have a musician there because there are parts where I do repeat certain phrases because keep in mind the degrees it's a live show mm -hmm. when you get right down to it and a recording is great it's great to have there that will help lodges who don't have a musician there but they're gonna have to really analyze the music and know when the parts come in and 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 know certain sections to repeat to go along with the brothers actually performing it mm. In the degrees so I really want to work on recording maybe a more um, in-depth version of the pieces I've already recorded where a brother can probably repeat just a certain track and then when they reach this point they can switch and keep Got going it. you know that'd be that's interesting that'd be really great to do because um, yeah. go ahead no because that that would be something where you know I, I, I realize going back and replaying a lot of the pieces I didn't think it were that difficult than what I actually yeah. wrote because I want to keep something where it's it's unique yet pieces that they the brothers can play but as I've realized too it's it may not be as easy as, as for yeah. some brothers to play one thing I've seen um, and I and we had this in my lodge mm -hmm. our musician he, I think he had some health issues at, at a period of time, and we didn't have another musician, so we had to, um, I, I want to say improvise, but this was no improvisation. This was yeah. uh, a very determined action by a brother, uh, brother Mani Lozada, who is a, you know, he, he's a great, very active member of the Masonic um, community in in our area, and he actually had a Bluetooth speaker mm -hmm. where the piano or the organ is in the lodge and he had a playlist on his iPhone mm -hmm. and 
not during the degree, but this was during a regular meeting. Right. When we presented the flag, during the prayer, mm -hmm. during different areas, he had music that he had selected and he would play them. He yes. could control the volume of it mm -hmm. because he's doing it from the from the phone. Oh, absolutely. And I didn't know who was doing it oh. when first when it first when I first noticed it. Right. And I thought, wow, this is so perfect. Like whomever's doing this yeah. is super slick about it. <laughs> I can't I c I couldn't tell who was actually cueing the, the songs or anything. But it made such a difference yes, in the meeting. Yes it does. Especially like you know, for the brothers that listen to my show, they know I complain a lot about there's there not being enough Masonic education in the lodge yeah. and you know, that we get bogged down by the minutiae of administrating the lodge and the minutes and all that kind of stuff. But even if the lodge had no Masonic education, mm -hmm. there is great meaning in the words during the opening of the lodge, during yes, the is. prayers, during certain moments in the, in the meeting that if you accompany those with music, yep. you, you perhaps are able to put the members in a state of mind in which they can be more receptive to the value of what's being said. Absolutely. I mean, because, I mean, these meetings they're pretty much the same most of the time. Yeah. And you can imagine hearing the same kind of words over and over. Mm -hmm. Like an example would be the Pledge of Allegiance. Mm -hmm. I guarantee that you've been somewhere where the Pledge of Allegiance is recited and you have people that are reverent towards it and they are really paying attention to what they're saying mm -hmm. and they feel patriotic. They feel united with the rest of the people. While, Meanwhile, you have other people who like they just wanted to get this over with yeah and they're not in the you know they're not in the mindset and they they'll even say play ball at the end of it <laughs> wow oh that's a new one for me oh my god that's <laughs> that's an old one for me I, oh man i can't stand it but anyway i digress uh wow. at the very least uh if there was a music even if it didn't if it if it wasn't composed for those sections yeah at the very least it could help elevate the well, absolutely reverence. there is if you actually look back into the the album mm. um the one some would it be i think the one after is remembrance of me hope for the widow's son those are master mason one master mason two master mason three then you have the ones that are ea one ea two uh -huh. ea three and fellowcraft one the other ones that are released in that album i think was three great lights part upon the square and lead us in prayer those are supposed to be for when you open lodge, close lodge, and when we do have uh, the chaplain praying. For when that. you have a what? The chaplain. Okay. When he does pray, when he when um, he goes off to pray, there is there is a part where he you know, he does walk, so that's his moment, and that melody is there. The one called Remembrance of Me. Uh -huh. Is that part of? That one is part of the Master Mason degree. Okay. Yes. So that would actually be for the degree entirely. And okay. the music very rarely is going to go when the degree has any dialogue. And if it does, it's only to enhance that moment of the degree. Okay. But the other one is like three great lights for that opening ceremony when there's no dialogue, there's just movement. That's for when that melody uh, is, is enhanced there. Okay. So... But um, I'm not even finished because there's five other pieces I have yet to release. Oh, wow. And, and it's, it's been a big work in progress. 
to try to finalize everything because there's one for for balloting there's one i believe for um for the senior deacon when he greets our guests and then the, the last two um uh parts of the fellow craft degree that is so cool yeah, so uh, there's still I, I love more that. to come <laughs> i can't i can't wait to hear those yes. uh i'll be following up with you <laughs> putting some pressure make sure you're sitting down <laughs> and writing <laughs> Absolutely. um it, I, i'd like to go earlier into sure. your development if, if i may sure i'm curious as to the dynamic of first getting interested into music you said that you've been playing since you were five years old yes um was this out of your own desire or is there something that your parents instilled in you especially a little of both i remember my mom asking me what i wanted to play whether it was piano or violin and i said vi i think i said piano and um and she told me okay that's wonderful but whatever you start you have to finish i'm like okay <laughs> and even if i didn't like it i still kept through it and what it was is i always enjoyed music mm. i always enjoyed that but like most musicians or maybe most who, who are trying to learn an instrument they don't like to practice and i'm going to admit to that but of course uh what i've what i've definitely learned is when i had to really come to myself and and play what i enjoy that's really the key for that because mm. i had to learn things learn pieces i enjoyed and didn't enjoy mm. and i had to learn to play both and find out what i do enjoy but yeah it was it was i have my mom to thank for that that's that's how i reached and how did it look here. like how often did you have to practice i had to i had to be i had to practice a lot even when i enjoy it didn't like it or didn't do it like on a daily I basis or weekly <sighs> If you can remember, of course, it it, it would have been it could have been either every other day. It would have been weekly, yeah. you know. And and keep in mind, growing up with other things happening in life, yeah. you know, to try to make that that effort to do that. And it's it's challenging, but it actually came to me very easy, even if I didn't practice. I mean, there was a story that, oh boy, I remember for for growing up with one of my piano tutors she would take me to a lot of the piano exams or the piano recitals and everything the to competitions and stuff and there was one time i i didn't practice but i went ahead i i did take the 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 exam or the the piano guild and everything i didn't get any of the results of how well i did i remember being in my bedroom and i remember my mom being in the kitchen she had just gotten off the phone and she yells my name and just just get over here right now and I, i'm scared what did i do you know I, i go to the kitchen and says i want you to tell me how is it you got superior in honors without practicing nice <laughs> i didn't have an <laughs> i didn't have an answer so i i know music is in i know it's in there and and again when it's come to composing it's it, when i'm there doing it I'm not as amazed at how quickly I can get until afterwards. At this point in the conversation, I started having a little bit of trouble with my microphone, which render my questions unplayable. I couldn't put them here in this podcast. So I've done my very best to uh, record those questions again verbatim as I asked him so that you can hear his answers because I think they can be very helpful for you and your experience with Masonic ritual music in your particular lodge. 
I'm sure there will be brothers who listen to this who have some sort of skill or talent that they may have been developing for a long time, but not necessarily putting it to the service of the craft. I'm wondering, do you have an opinion regarding doing what you love or what you're talented with and putting it to the service of the craft? Once when we, be, we, we are master masons or once we're masons in the lodge, we always want to contribute somehow in some way and we try to look within ourselves on what we can do, but at the same time we should also, I think, take that leap to see, you know, uh, go out of our comfort zone and try something else. I mean, when I, when I became Master Mason, when I was a musician, I was writing, composing, I was musician for at least a year or two. And I said, you know, I know in my heart I'm always going to be a musician, but I want to do more in the lodge. And that's how I got in line. And I was then junior steward. And then I contributed more within the lodge not just music, but just, just grow, you know, being able to grow myself and help the lodge grow. And, and I earned so much more and learned so much more by doing that. I encourage the brothers to listen to and get this music. Uh, would you be okay if lodge musicians purchase a piece and play it in lodge? Absolutely. One of the things I was working on was to actually finalize the sheet music and be able to either have it in a, in a booklet to for purchase and, and, and like that, they can have it in the lodge if they wanna play it or if just even the CD, they can go ahead and and, and enjoy within their lodge. I want brothers to enjoy the music because the, the lodge should be enjoyed, you know. There's a piece titled, Whence Came You With Their Traveling? And there's a section in it that seems to be in staccato. Is it symbolic of traveling and steps, or is it just a coincidence? Well, nothing's by coincidence. <laughs> I mean, even as we're here now and how, how we just started this off now and how everything seemed to work out, nothing is ever by coincidence. It always has a meaning in whether I see it or not. But um, it, it definitely helps with the mood and everything. Um, what you might have noticed if you listen to When It's Coming With a Traveling, it uses similar rhythms or similar patterns or similar melodies going throughout. And what I thought there, especially for the fellow craft degree, because each degree to me has its own theme and the degrees are subdivided to three parts. So when I'm talking about that particular part of the degree, it's a lot of trial and error and what it is is whether you're a mason or even just a regular human being you know just just someone mason or non-mason we're going to go through things many times we're always going to go and have that same test before we actually pass it and what i mean by that is an example someone i know uh works in this field always deals with this same type of person the same personality over and over and then he he goes somewhere else and i can't believe it there's someone almost the same way or i'm experiencing the same thing and the same result happens what if maybe you need to to change something in yourself or maybe you have to handle it differently and then you won't ever experience something like that again so that's what that part that's what inspired me for for those little melodies there where it just has those similar things it will sound a little different but but you know it's there if you want to incorporate the music 
of Brother Josker Porsche to your lodge rituals, please visit MasonicAvantGuard.com or head over to TheWindingStairs.com slash Masonic Ritual Music, where I will be sharing links to his music and to his YouTube channel. If you enjoyed this episode, there are various ways in which you can support it, mainly by sharing it on social media or talking about it to other brothers, by finding us on YouTube and subscribing to our channel, by leaving a rating or review on iTunes, or by visiting freemasonryart.com, where you can find a varied selection of Masonic art and hand-painted aprons. Thank you for listening, and until next time, may your steps be firm and your path illuminated as we continue our journey up the winding stairs. <laughs>